Welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living an abundant life. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited to help you live an abundant life, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Woo-hoo. My baby has a little cold today. Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm gonna try not to cough into the mic throughout today's episode Poor baby. yeah but it is after the holiday season when you will be hearing this podcast and we wanted to talk about something that i think happens quite often to a lot of people yet we don't talk about it and that is the fact that although the holidays can be beautiful we love christmas we love time with our families but this time can bring about a lot of junk it can bring about emotional junk in our families, bad patterns, habits, fears, doubts, all of these things somehow all tend to just bubble up from the months of, I almost said Thursday, (laughs) from the months of November to December. And if we don't deal with these emotions correctly, they're just going to go into this unhealthy bucket and continue year after year after year after year. But the good news is that it doesn't have to be that way. We can actually pay attention to the ways that we felt during this season. We can ask the Lord for healing in that area and we can be free from that. So again, we don't just continue to just build on that and form a bad pattern. Yeah. I think most of the, most of the, the trauma that we're talking about or what gets triggered, it's interesting that a lot of things get triggered in our families uh, mm. and we all during the holiday season get together with our families and we we might have been an adult that you know you moved you moved out of your parents house you're doing something on your own but then on holiday during holiday season you are coming back to your parents house or you're seeing all of your family or mm. whoever And that triggers so many things, as you said. Um, And most, from my experience, like 99% of all issues and troubles and struggles Mm -hmm. that people have, the the sins, the lies, stem from family and Mm -hmm. stem from mom and dad, stem from like the closest people that are around you because you trust them the most. Uh, you're open and vulnerable in front of them, mm-hmm. at least in the beginning. And then something happens and there's a wound, there's something that, that, that then makes you close on them or whatever mm-hmm, pattern mm-hmm. you you develop. But the point I'm trying to say is it's 99% of the cases it's with family. It's mm-hmm. with family members. And then, of course, you stinking go to a holiday your Christmas or whatever and guess what happens you get triggered with Mm -hmm. so many things and so many wounds and triggers that suddenly bubble up and you're like what the heck is happening Mm -hmm. this is why I don't like Christmas Mm -hmm. right yeah it's interesting um when we went to our school in Pennsylvania they had mentioned to us before Christmas break that they had specific teachings about our identity And they kind of had talks with us before leaving for our Christmas break because they knew that things were going to get rehashed and brought up when we went back home, that they didn't want us to fall backwards in our spiritual growth and to get into doubt and all the other emotions that come with it. But I think like, let's, let's check ourselves. 
How many of us, let's say you're on a trip with your best friends for a week. What was that? What's your computer? My computer? Yeah. No way. Where? I don't know. No, it wasn't no, that mine. No, was, that was Alexa. It wasn't mine. It was Alexa. It was <laughs> like Alexa. My computer doesn't make that sound. Um, so yeah, so let's say you're on a trip with your friends for a week. Chances are you're probably not going to get into like a huge argument or anything with your friends during that week-long trip. But most of us, if you're set away with your family for a week, there's bound to be disagreements, passive-aggressive comments. There could even be fights, tears. Isn't that true? 100%. 100%. Every time. And that's what we want to talk about because <laughs> perhaps it doesn't have to be every time. And if these things are coming up, maybe we're not dealing with these things either relationally with each other or we're not dealing with these emotions with the Lord. And we don't have to live that way. Yeah, no. And there's there's actually good news in this. And I'm preaching to myself now too. Because whenever you get triggered with something during your holiday season, mm-hmm. it's actually if you shift the way you look at it, and shift perspective, how you look at it, that could be an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to realize, oh, if this is triggering me, now let's let's deal with it. And it's actually can be the enemy's trying always to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will do anything to steal, kill, and destroy uh, anything around Christmas yeah. and relationship and our family. But once we recognize this trigger, these emotions, when they start bubbling up, that's an opportunity because the enemy just left you a trace that you can track him down and go go deep go deep into the root. Mm-hmm. So if we shift our perspective, we we have an amazing opportunity to use these holidays that we were all just in mm-hmm. and to remember, oh, what happened? Why did it happen? When is it, what is the root? We're going to talk about it later, about some powerful questions that we can ask the Lord. My babe crushes these questions. And yeah, just look at it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, my baby. Oh, I'm struggling, guys. Yeah, that's so good. And I've talked about it before on another, I don't know, podcast or YouTube at this point, but our emotions are like the check engine light that we get on our cars. When you're driving your car and bloop, you get that little message with the <laughs> yellow or orange little engine icon. And you're like, okay, I need to check something out. And that's exactly what our emotions are. We get these little check emotion lights and we need to bring it to the Lord. And there's so much fruit and growth and truth that can come with that. Okay, so we have some examples because you might be listening to us and you might think, okay, well, I didn't have a big fight during my holiday season. I didn't cry. I didn't yell. So like I'm all good. But sometimes there are things that our family members or our friends can say that might have kind of just hurt your heart in a different way. And maybe you felt it in the moment and you kind of disregarded it. But it's actually, again, hinting at something deeper that the Lord wants to work through. So we put together a list. These are just example things that I have heard either personally or I have heard from friends experiencing. We've seen articles written about it. These are just common things, actually, that come up during these times that, again, can hurt our hearts. So one we hear a lot is, well, when are you going to settle down and get married? Mm. These are for all our single peeps who are 
dealing with the embarrassment, the disappointment, the shame that yet again they went to another Christmas dinner or another Thanksgiving dinner and their family members are like, well, are you ever going to get married? And perhaps you're already dealing with doubt yourself in this area. So when they asked you this question, it might have been coming from a good place, but to you it actually hurt and there's something there that you could work through with the Lord. (laughs) Another one. So when are you going to give us grandkids? We really want grandkids. Again, Mm -hmm. it's a good heart. Of course, uh, our moms and dads want grandkiddos, but perhaps you're either struggling with infertility or you're doubting whether or not you would be a good mother or a good father. So you actually have fear going into parenthood that you're putting that off. So when your mom says that comment, it brings all those emotions up for you, right? Yep. Or, okay, another one related to dating. Whatever happened to that guy or that girl that you were dating? Maybe you had a horrible breakup with that person or you thought that person was the one and now your family members are bringing it up and it's just rehashing all of the hurt and all of the sadness or anger that you have about that situation. This is a good one. A lot of Americans I know after they graduate from college, a lot of people can't afford to live on their own. So they live with their parents. But maybe you get some shade from your family members like, oh, well, when are you going to get your own place? (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. that comment brought about some fear Mm -hmm. and some anger that you're like, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to leave my parents' basement? (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this is again, this could be either skinny shaming or fat shaming. Like, ooh, you look really skinny. Like, is are you okay? Is anything going on? Are you eating on? well? Yeah, are you eating well? Or the opposite, kind of fat shaming comments like, oh, yeah, so did you stop going to the gym? I thought you really liked that gym. These can bring about insecurities that you have about your appearance and about your weight. Um, I have a personal example and... With all of these, like we said, the people saying them could have the best heart. Sometimes people do say things that are more passive aggressive and they actually do want to hurt us, whether they realize it or not. Mm. But sometimes they're just comments that people make. But again, if you feel something when someone makes that comment, that is an indication that there's something deeper there that we can work through. So with me... I love my grandparents. They're the sweetest. But we have a language barrier between us. I never really learned Creole from um, the Cape Verde Islands where my parents are from. I understand a little bit, but I don't really know how to respond in complete sentences. And my grandparents don't speak English that well. So we have a language barrier between us. And I know in my heart that I want to have a better relationship with them. I want to call them more and... Just talk to them. They currently are back in Cape Verde. But every time I do, one of the first comments that they make is like, oh, like I wish you knew how to speak a little bit more Creole. When are you going to learn Creole? Every time. Yeah, Zach, your brother, speaks Creole so much better. Like, why don't you have him teach you? <clears throat> and of course, their heart, they just want to connect with me. But when they say those comments, it brings up so much shame for me because every single time I'm like, oh, well, I mean, they're right. I didn't even, I haven't tried to really even learn Creole. Maybe I should, 
I don't know, make more time in my schedule to learn Creole. Now here I am, I'm learning Croatian and I'm not even learning like my own language and I'm not being a good granddaughter. So it brings up so much shame and so much guilt that I can feel myself sometimes. I don't even know how to explain it. It's an actual, not just an emotional reaction, but also a physical reaction when it happens. It's like, I feel that like hurt in my heart when they say it. But then again, I feel that embarrassment, that shame and that guilt. But I'll also feel my whole body get warmer. Mm -hmm. My face will get red. My ears will get red. Like it's a physical reaction. I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot there. And the whole point is we can either take these moments and sweep them under the rug and say, oh, it was nothing. Or we can bring these things to the Lord and say, okay, like, can I work through this with you, Lord? And we'll get to the details of that later. But <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. I sound disgusting. I'm just like, I'm disgusted by myself. My baby, she's stuffy nose, throat. Everything. For days. You mm-hmm. can get rid of it. Right. So those are some things that can be said. But we also have some things that some actions that take place as well. Sometimes with family gatherings, uh, you can feel rejected because maybe you're not included in something. Maybe your aunt didn't call you to come over and help set everything up, but she called your other cousins and you're just like, oh, well, why wasn't I invited? Does she not think that I could help with the tables? Does she not think that I could cook something for the meal? Sometimes you can go to that route or... You're sitting at the table and no one's asking you about your life and you just feel kind of rejected and like you're not included in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Sometimes there can be yelling and screaming that takes place. Again, spending time with our families if there are root issues there. Before you know it, something can get triggered and all of a sudden people are yelling, people are crying and it's a whole scene that maybe isn't even addressed. You're going to say something? No. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's just a lot of things. Do you have anything you want to add here? I would, I would just add, there can be as many examples as there are people in the world, (laughs) because there, I think, I think Matt Lozano or Neil Lozano said this, there's as many lies of the enemy in the world as there's people. So it can be very unique. Uh, it can be very specific and when in when you're in that moment and you feel i like how you you describe it you described it you just feel something starts to bubble inside of you you get hot you get frustrated mm-hmm. hurt angry shame whatever something inside of you starts to bubble that all of a sudden you have to get out of the room you cannot look at that person mm-hmm. in the eye you don't want to be close to them you just want to be angry at them you lash out at someone so these are kind of uh, those triggers that mm-hmm. we're that we are talking about um yeah i think because families are so close um it's it's tricky hear me out we have Mm -hmm. once a year uh once a year our our family right after christmas so the day after christmas uh all of our family gets together so that's like cousins and all of the wider family with christmas it's just like me and my my parents and my grandparents while Mm -hmm. they were still alive and 
we would get together once a year. So that's only one time of the year that I would actually see all of them, see my cousins, uncles, aunts. I don't know. We just don't have that kind of a relationship. I don't know how to explain it. And they're all a bit older and stuff. They're just not my generation. Uh, they're obviously hanging out together, but I'm just not my generation, you know? And I remember even when I was a kid, every time that I would go to these family meetings, I would want to impress everyone how, mm. how I grew over the year because they saw me last year. And now this year, I just want to impress them and, 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 and show them how I'm a big boy now. You know, how I, oh, now I, I've changed my style of clothes. Now I changed my hair. And it's this, it's this ache of appreciation. It's this ache of their, their affirmation mm -hmm. uh, to notice me, to do something. Because, you know, their family haven't seen them in a year. And that's what family does. But most of us on these holidays and family gatherings don't get honor, you know, don't get respect, so don't get forgiveness. We don't receive peace. We don't receive acceptance and acknowledgement, but we have the opposite. All the, the triggers kind of mm -hmm. when, when go, go up. I would say when you recognize them, that's an amazing amazing even though it sucks in a moment mm -hmm. but when you recognize it it's an amazing thing that you can now use that you can now use with the lord that's good yeah it's half the battle those are yeah. good examples babes yeah and on the flip side of this so you have these examples where you are interacting with family and friends and things are being brought up but there's also a whole nether side of the holiday drama and that is just stressed-induced situations mm. that the holidays bring. Let's take Thanksgiving for my American peeps, for example. The amount of work, stress, even finances that go into putting on a Thanksgiving dinner can be very stressful for some people. Same thing with Christmas. You're stressed out about being able to afford all of the gifts that you have to buy, especially with inflation you are just, again, stressed out about these things. And then there are other things that come up, like if you're still single, the holiday time, it's so romantic. All of the romantic movies are on TV. You're seeing the fun Christmas market that you want to go to, and you're reminded of how lonely you are again. So maybe you turn to unhealthy things to help ease your pain. Maybe you're turning yeah. to pornography yeah. so that you don't feel lonely. Maybe you're turning to abusing alcohol or maybe you go back to bad patterns and toxic behavior and you call up your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend that you know you shouldn't, but you're just yeah, lonely you text him. and you want to bite that loneliness. Yeah, true. So that's a whole nether piece that these times can bring up that we don't want to ignore these things and we don't want to live in shame either. If any of those scenarios happen to be you, it's another opportunity to, to grow in the Lord. Like I know me, I tend to get overwhelmed so easily with things. I like to do things well and I like to do things all out. If I'm cooking Thanksgiving, I want to cook the best Thanksgiving with the best meals. If I'm hosting, eventually we'll host Christmas one year <laughs> in the distant future. I want the house to be a certain way and things to look good. But with that, I can easily switch into 
like self, uh, self righteousness in a way. And I can just be so independent that I'm not dependent on the Lord. So instead of refusing to look at the time that I might have snapped or freaked out or burst into tears because of stress, I can then say, okay, well, maybe I'm trying to do things in my own strength and my own might. Why do I tend to do this in these stressful situations? Is there something from my past that perhaps is making me feel like I have to be perfect or I have to do everything right? So I can use this as an opportunity to seek the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what's going on in my heart? How can I get some healing here so that every single time I don't have Thanksgiving and Christmas become this thing that comes around to like bite me in the butt in the end? Yeah, like like Kevin in Home Alone. He said, I never want to see you again. You're the worst family ever. What did he tell them? Oh, my God. Home Alone. He went up to his room and he was left alone. And there you got it, home alone. That's so funny. So yeah, deal with it uh, um, if you don't want to stay home alone. If you don't want to stay home alone. Yes, exactly. That's some, that's some good wisdom from today. Good wisdom. Okay, so we've given you the foundation, whether it's something that someone said to you or did to you or just some feelings that you were identifying in the midst of this somewhat cheerful yet sometimes depressing time of christmas so now what do we do with that babes how can we bring this to the lord i was just about to ask you that i think that's your experts expertise 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 number one as we said is recognizing recognizing it recognizing something Mm -hmm. that's bubbling and then as you bring it to the lord uh, you can ask the lord the holy spirit to reveal to you mm-hmm. um what is it and yeah you go with your questions babes this is i know i feel like i've been talking the whole time oh and my voice sounds disgusting so i was trying to pass it off to you but it's cool um i think too like you said, you might not have been able to identify it. Maybe you just left Christmas dinner just feeling icky. And you don't know what that ickiness means. You don't know what caused it. You just know that you left feeling worse than you did when you came into your Christmas dinner. So don't fret. Like Mate said, it's great if you can recognize it. But even if you can't, you can still go to the Lord now, today, after listening to this podcast and say, Lord, is there any emotion that you want me to bring you that I had over this season? Mm-hmm. And I just want to go through, these are the root emotions, the core emotions that every single human being experiences these emotions every single day, believe it or not. Every single day, every, every single day. one of us experiences this. Scientifically proven. Exactly. And this is biblical. Like God gave us these emotions again so we can bring them to him. So the emotions are anger, Shame, guilt, fear, lonely, sad, hurt, and joy. So if obviously if Holy Spirit gives you an emotion that's not here, that's not to say that, oh, don't listen to Holy Spirit. These are just like the root emotions. There are other emotions that fall underneath each of these. Think of these as the umbrella, and then there's things that kind of come. For example, shame, embarrassment can come under shame. Mm -hmm. So for us... It's important, like I said, to go to the Lord in your prayer time, especially with your journal. We've talked about journaling before. We believe in journaling and ask the Holy Spirit, is there any emotion you want me to bring to you from this holiday season? And if you did identify something, you can go straight with that and say, Lord, I felt really angry at Christmas dinner. 
and you can kind of start that way. So that's the initial question we can ask. What is the emotion, Lord? Let's deal with it. I think a good question to ask him afterwards would be, Lord, how do you see this situation? Especially if this was a situational thing that maybe someone said something to you at Christmas dinner and you felt something. Oftentimes, we might not have the right perspective. So I always like to hear and see and sense what the Lord saw, not what I saw. I know in society, we always talk about like, oh, this is my truth. This is my version of truth. To be honest with you, I don't want my version of truth. I don't want my truth. I want the Lord's truth. <laughs> That's good. Appreciate my truth you. is going to bring me pain because I don't see the full truth. I don't see the end from the beginning. I don't see the how the foundation of the world was laid. I didn't I don't see how everything fits into each other. I want the Lord's truth. So asking him, Lord, how do you see this situation? Then from there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that he's telling you. Maybe he's showing you pictures. Perhaps he could show you something from uh, your childhood that might be the root for this. Just be open to whatever the Lord is going to reveal to you during this time. But from there, you're probably, I would say, gonna have to forgive someone at some point. Okay, it's I feel like, advisable. Yeah, forgiveness is just, it's a blanket statement. I We probably have to forgive people every single day if we actually have a sensitive enough heart and a sensitive enough like sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. there's someone to forgive every day. So asking the Lord, who do I need to forgive? Maybe we need to forgive ourselves. Maybe again, you got involved in pornography over the holidays and you're feeling shame about this. Maybe you need to forgive yourself for um, being weak in that moment. Maybe you're upset at God for getting you in a situation. We don't have to forgive God because he is perfect. He does no wrong. But maybe we need to be forgiven for our um, ungodly view of him. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is always a good thing to ask. Mm -hmm. Lord, is there anyone that I need to forgive in this area? And walk through forgiveness. See who he shows you, who he tells you. And it's by an act of our will. It's a choice that we make. We don't have to feel like we want to forgive someone. We've talked about this in our emotional healing podcasts and videos. We can walk through forgiveness and say, Jesus, I choose to forgive this person. And I give them to you. They owe me nothing. I don't want to hold on to this vengeance, this this whatever, this anger. I give it to you, Jesus. I want to be free in this area. Yeah. Another good question would be to ask, is there a lie that I'm believing in this area? So let's say you had a situation where you felt rejected at a Christmas dinner because no one was talking to you. No one noticed your new hairstyle. No one yeah. noticed how you grew over the last year. <laughs> and you're sitting off in the corner and you feel rejected. Maybe you need to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, is there a lie that I'm believing about rejection? Maybe he'll show you something from back when you were four years old where someone rejected you and you didn't know, but you've been holding on to this rejection your entire life. So now you have this lens that you see rejection in every situation. Yeah. And it's not just going to set you free from what happened at Christmas, but it's going to set you free for the rest of your life. Yeah. So ask him, Lord, is there a lie I'm believing? And similar to that, you can also ask him, Lord, is there a deeper root you want to reveal to me? We want to get down to the root of every single matter because the things that we're experiencing day to day, these are usually symptoms of something that is deeper. Just like a tree, if I chop the tree off at the branches, I'm not going to 
it's not going to kill the tree. Yeah, I need to go from the root and I need to uproot it so that it can be fully gone. Same thing with these deep-rooted yeah. emotions. If they are linked to lies, we want to uproot that lie and get true, complete, and utter freedom. And at the end, as you said, always ask the question, okay, Lord, how, what is your truth? Mm-hmm. So if, if there was a lie there that you got... To do with the Lord, we always need to replace the lie with the truth. So good. Truth, because that's how we are actually uh, been set free. That's how mm-hmm. emotional healing comes uh, comes to to life and comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you were sharing, I was I was thinking about how sometimes, as you're going through this, you you will feel, I would say, like like a push from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to actually reconcile with that person. Yeah. To okay. have the talk, air quotes, yeah. uh, with your mom, with your dad, when everything's going to surface up, but mm-hmm. now not anymore in anger and resentment, but because you have resolved these things with the Lord, you have forgiven so and went through the lies. Now it's actually going to be, from the posture of of honor and actually you wanting to reconcile with your family your family member or whoever um, whoever it is um it doesn't have to involve reconciliation mm-hmm. it's it doesn't mean that emotional healing will not will not come uh but sometimes it does i remember i was when we were actually in at school i because i had so many i had some things with my with my family that happened before that i would just put up a wall that's that's just my whatever happens i will pull up, put up a wall and mm-hmm. sometimes kayla also knows that she she's familiar with that when i feel like danger or hurt actually it's always hurt in a way i would i would pull up a a wall and that's just my my way of handling the situation which is obviously wrong and not good and working on it and i was i was doing that to my family whole years because there was hurt there mm. and i was trying to protect myself and i would put up a wall all the time that so much so that now i don't have a deep relationship with my family which you know i look at you and your family and it's so beautiful to see and i'm jealous at you I really am, and I think if you saw Kayla's relationship with her parents, uh, you you would all be jealous. <laughs> I, I promise you guys, it's it's beautiful and it's so good. And um, I got I got a kind of an idea from the Holy Spirit. It was Him telling me, "Okay, now you recognized this. There was a wall, and it would be good if you could actually apologize to." To your family for that and that's what i that's what i did when i came back i i apologized to uh apologize to my mom wow. for for just putting up a wall and being distant and not sharing things um yeah i had my reasons why but still it was not rightly to do especially now i did it before as a teenager mm. but now as an adult it doesn't make any sense it's just a pattern that i right. learned to to live with you know and um yeah it kind of uh, led to a beautiful conversation um i'm still 
because it's my go-to response to whatever is happening, I'm still struggling with just sharing and being more open and being more vulnerable. Uh, I'm kind of am good in recognizing emotions now, but I'm still not good in sharing them. I would say I'm good with sharing them with Kayla, but with others, not so, not so much because I would rather internally process things and bring them to the Lord and just to deal with them myself, mm -hmm. then go through this uncomfortable experience of is it a conflict is mm -hmm, it a deep mm -hmm. conversation is it a connecting conversation with someone else right yeah yeah so what would you say to to peeps that are feeling like okay the holy spirit wants me to reconcile give them a little pep talk if they're like oh no way lord i don't <laughs> want to do it yeah i would say there there comes a point in our lives when the Lord wants us to mature and to grow up. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, if you want to go to the next level, we need to do it. We need to face it. We need to man up or woman up or whatever you want to call it. And if the Lord tells you so, you're going to do it out of obedience. And he's telling you because that's going to bring so much freedom to you. You're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel like a grown up, like a mature man, woman whatever and it's yeah it's gonna launch you into the the next level and i have so many friends that uh did that that um the the talk with their fathers with their really? mothers yeah i have a lot of them actually and i don't know whenever they would share that to me i was like whoa dude you're wow kudos to you i could never do that and yeah, it's it's a sign of responsibility. It's a sign of growing up. It's a sign of maturity. And it's actually a fruit of the Spirit. It's a sign that the Lord is doing a good work in mm -hmm. you and in your character and that you're that you're progressing, you're going forward. So good. And but I don't wanna put this on, on peeps because some some people it's just not possible for them to do that because of the relationship or whatever. Uh, the status of their parents or their relationship so don't don't feel pressure that you have to do it mm -hmm. but if you feel it from the holy spirit and if you really want to do it and you feel like, yes i want to do this um i would suggest that you would do it but do it after you've gone through emotional healing so good yeah <laughs> don't do it during uh or before because there's gonna just come a lot of anger and junk and resentment and it's gonna go the wrong way not the not the holy not the holy way that's so good and it sounds like from your story another thing that people can pick up on is that things are not going to automatically become a hundred percent better right away mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't still pursue reconciliation it is a process sure. especially if it's over something that has been happening for 30 something years like as long as you've been alive <laughs> as long as you've known that person these things take time and you walk through emotional healing but maybe the other party hasn't so it's going to take longer for their hearts to be softened and True. it's a process so don't don't get down on yourself don't feel like oh man i shouldn't have done that 
give yourself grace, but also don't give up. Like continue to, in your case, continue to honor, continue to ask the Lord to give you the grace to not accept lies or whatever it is so you can actually have that fruitful relationship. You can only control your obedience and your relationship to the Lord. So you can constantly be walking in that. And as you were saying, babes, about my parents and and our relationship and our family. Hello, Tony and Maria. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) The thing is, though, yes, you see it and it's beautiful and it's true. But there are so many things behind the scenes that you didn't see that allowed for us to be as close as we are now. My parents, I give them so much props. I think, I know I was in my teenage years because we were living in, in our house now. Um, and I just remember that we started to have family meetings. We didn't do this before. Mm-hmm. So this was like a new thing. And it was for us to come and basically talk about our emotions, use the right lingo and not just say, oh, dad, it's so annoying when you do X, Y, and Z. No, it's say, okay, dad, mm-hmm. I felt hurt when you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And to learn how to identify our emotions, learn how to express our emotions, and then the person on the receiving end learning how to not get defensive, to hear what the person is saying, and to reconcile. So my parents... They instilled, instilled, or they, I don't know what word I'm looking for, (laughs) but they set up these family meetings and it was ugly for a while because we hadn't grown up doing it and a lot of ugly things had to come out. There were so many tears Mm. spilled on that table, Mm -hmm. so many, but now we're at a place because we did the work, we got all that stuff out. Like I can't even really think of a lot of things that I have in my heart like towards my, my, my family because we've talked about it. And I know things too, like, okay, if there's certain things that I do that are triggering or annoying or whatever it is that I know those things. So this is also just to encourage you that it takes work. <laughs> it takes work with our peeps. And if the Lord is leading you into reconciliation, a lot of people you are going to have in your lives forever, unless it's an abusive, unsafe yeah. relationship chances are the Lord wants you to be in a some sort of relationship with your family, you're, right? It's your mom and your dad. We know we're supposed to honor them. So unless it's a really dangerous situation, the Lord will probably lead you <laughs> into reconciliation, but it's not going to be easy. You have to be ready to get dirty, get your hands dirty, to cry. It's good to have the ugliness come out. People get scared sometimes of conflict and they think like, oh, this is horrible we shouldn't do this. Things are getting worse. Now so-and-so knows why I hate I hate them or they know why I'm angry with them. It is good for it to get ugly. Have it all come out, all the ugliness, all of the lies. And I guarantee if you do that work with the right heart posture and you're also doing the work on the side with the Lord on your heart, there's no way that things cannot progressively become better. True, true, babes, true. Oh, this end up into reconciling uh, with your family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's important. It's the other side of it. It is. I think chances are, like you said, it's probably going to end up coming up with the Lord. I feel like when I, when, when I experience things and I go to the Lord and it's about somebody else, nine times out of ten, 
The Lord is never talking crap about that person. Yeah. Instead, he is doing something in my heart. So I get out of that prayer time and I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I need to be kinder to that person. Yeah, I need to apologize. Yeah, I need to be gentler. It doesn't matter what the other person did. Nine times out of ten, the Lord is like, <laughs> it's back on you. So that is a form of reconciliation. Yeah, that's true. And as you were talking, guy. This is gonna sound. I I don't want to. I don't want this to to come out the wrong way, but I also have friends that lost their both parents, mm -hmm. and they would do anything yeah, that's to true. have these hard conversations with their parents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Especially with parents, and on the flip side of it, I'm so glad you said that. I know that uh, Dan had asked us to do this back at school <laughs> before Thanksgiving, and he said write down a letter to your parents and tell them all the reasons why you're thankful for them. Even if you have a horrible relationship, just tell them why they did, like the ways that they did a good job. Mm. And I think that's another side of it. Like you said, those people that have lost <laughs> their parents, they would do anything to have those moments with them. So sometimes the perfect remedy or the medicine for an icky relationship, it might not be a sit down where you're like, hey, I'm hurt when you ask me about my relationship and I'm hurt when you're distant. It might not look like that. It might very well be the Lord telling you, hey, they're dealing with something that you're not even aware of and I want you to go and love on them, even if they're mean to you, even if they're unkind to you. So that can be Mom's another a, side of it too. And Mom's I love a, how Dan said that. I didn't do it and I want to do that. I missed another Thanksgiving. So maybe next Thanksgiving we'll send letters to our parents. We can send it for this Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. no, it's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Croatia. No, it's an American thing. Apparently Canadians have their own Thanksgiving. It's a different day and I don't know oh, really? like what theirs is about. I should do some research on that. Okay. Anywho, yeah, so we said a lot, but the whole crux of everything is go back to what just transpired with the Lord. Invite the Holy Spirit into what you just experienced. See if there's any areas of healing that he has for you. See if there's any areas of reconciliation that he has for you. See if there's any areas of pruning that you still need to do. Like if you jumped back into pornography or texting your ex see what the lord has for you in terms of growth come to him with a humble heart with a willing heart and be ready to do some work on your emotions on your heart and be obedient as mate said if he calls you to reconcile with someone be obedient to the lord's calling but we guarantee that you will not regret it and our hope and our prayer is that this time next year when we're talking about our holiday season, we actually have some testimonies of the way that God healed our heart, the way that he healed and mended relationships and how things that used to hurt us don't hurt us anymore. Boom. Boom. That was a good conclusion. Thanks. It was a Holy Spirit. So I was like, Holy Spirit, I'm probably going to cough on camera right now. So <laughs> can we wrap this up? <laughs> I'm struggling. Thanks for being kind, listening to us uh, cough and share yeah. our stories and our stuffy hearts. noses. Stuffy noses. Yeah, it's been good. We we we're glad that you're here. We are. We, we love. We do this. love you, and we do pray for you. We do. We really do. So not every day. I do. You do. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
I have them on my just, prayer wall. Just put put that out. Well, if you said it, I want to tell them I'm doing it. You know? Okay, okay, good, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, they're gonna love you more than me. No, I pray on behalf of both of us. We but, are one. But now I just ruined it. Well, I know you didn't. Okay. No, you didn't. I did. When I pray, I pray for the both of us. Yeah. Like if I signed a birthday card, I would sign for the both of us. Mm. Love Kayla and Mate. Yeah, we the, love the you. The prayer is on me. Thanks, Lord. Take care of our audience from Kayla and Monte. <laughs> you signed the card. Yeah, sign the card, Lord. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, we wish you a blessed day, a blessed this whole new year, and yeah, crush this year with the Lord. Don't so don't be afraid to ask Him hard questions mm-hmm. and do hard conversations with your family. Boom, love it, and love you guys. Bye. Bye.